yellow. Hey! Hey, Big Daddy! Hey, what you doing, baby? We got one of us on bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Come with cord with me on the bed top. I'm on the bed. I'm on the bed. Uh... I thought this was usually an earlier-in-the-day treat, but now we're doing 24-7, 365 on-bed style. I'm on the bed. <laughs> I, Have you had a cup I of joe today? Please tell me you've had a cup of joe. I, I, slug, I slug in some just before air, just before we went to air here. Right. Um, and uh, I'm in the bed here, on the bed here, because... <laughs> It is starting uh, to feel like you might be in the bed, though, right? Because I'm <laughs> on the bed. Uh, because Hillary's friend Kim is coming over around 6. We're recording here at 5.03. We both know this one could run long. Um, so Hillary requested that I do it in here so that they could like talk to one another. Uh-huh. Uh, Weird. You know. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, If they're talking, it, why don't they record it for a podcast? Yeah, exactly. Uh, otherwise, you're wasting both your time, really. Yeah, but um, it's a pleasure to be to be broadcasting with you. What uh, What are you guys gonna do tonight? Um, we are. They are making um, like basically like the equivalent of you know the Indian dish butter chicken. Yes. But with chickpeas, this is with chickpeas, like basically buttered chickpeas. I think it's not called that, but that's essentially what it is. Okay, sounds pretty good. Yeah, what are you doing? Same old thing. <laughs> I think there's a third Luke Longley doc that, sure, it doesn't have the panache of the other two. Yeah, there, there are certainly other ways you can serve ceremonial grade matcha that I have <laughs> not right. discovered, but... <laughs> What, I do, do you... feel like that was a pretty, pretty exhaustive take on the subject. <laughs> Just so in case people have no idea what we're talking about. Um, I have been I, isolation, self-isolation this week uh -huh, uh -huh. as a result of a certain test coming back positivo. <laughs> I'll let the, right, we don't want right. to have any HIPAA violations. Draw their own inferences. Right. Um, the point being that I've had a lot of time on my hands, and I've let Simon in on some of the videos I've been watching, which have been pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> Matcha, Luke Longley, all the things everyone cares about. Still, I would um, recommend the Luke Longley one, not the Matcha what videos. Is, right, that was early week binging. Yeah. Um, the good old days. What is, if you don't mind me asking, and I'm not trying to be offensive here, what is ceremony grade matcha? How does that separate itself? Um, I think it's largely, I think it's largely sort of like organic labeling. Okay. Right. It's 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 meant to confer a status like a quality status that is known to those who like it okay uh that i mean the idea is that matcha is used in these tea ceremonies in japan okay okay i didn't know um that. and so these apparently would be high enough quality to be used in a ceremony like that whereas you know the matcha i got from costco maybe would not would not elevate to that okay but i don't know like what qualitatively makes it that that yeah. that was not covered in my video it was more the preparation <laughs> of said ceremonial right grade. right great uh anyway but my isolation ends tomorrow hey congrats buddy i'm out in the world uh doing whatever i do out in the world that's right. And I, we should also mention to our listeners, even though we haven't begun this podcast. Right. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, we did record last week. Yes. We recorded live together from Shirley, New York, but I surely didn't uh, record it very well. And there was an echo throughout. And wow, you need a haircut, buddy. I know. I, 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 well, I'm, you know, with the, the COVID rates are so high. I, 
Well, I'm scared to. Maybe I can give you a buzz next week. Oh, that would be incredibly. Yeah. We'll lay the groundwork <laughs> for that early if you don't mind. Sure. Because <laughs> um, I know that produces quite a lot of hair. Oh, it's a it's a mess. It's a mess and a half, buddy. But uh, no, we can we can get the we can do some towel work earlier in the week to make sure we have adequate cleaning supplies for it. <laughs> I would, I would so, I would be so grateful to you. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you t- tightened up. Cause that is, that's a loose fade you got going. And I know you're <laughs> like a tight fade. I've got to have it tight. You weren't at, uh, anyway, we recorded last week. It's, uh, I mean, the recording was unusable, but I did figure as a result, one of the things I've done this week is figure out how to record when we're live together again. So that can happen at some point in the future. Um, you didn't go to the game yesterday, did you? No, I watched it from home. Same, same. I mean, I wish I hadn't, <laughs> but before we get into that, why don't you welcome people back? Folks, welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, but with my co-host, Simon McCormack. It's Nation. James Harden is back. He's back, baby. <laughs> we, uh, He's back and we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things James Harden can do no wrong simon uh i know you've had a hard time laying off the panic button this season right (laughs) that poor button yeah that's correct that poor button has taken a beating from you this season and i i have been the one cautioning some some break tapping throughout yeah, um, and and in our unrecorded um, or our unreleased podcast, I should say from last week, I would say we were both inching away from the the panic button. Right, because we thought James Harden was fully back. Uh, what else did we think? Well, I want I want to I, yes, I yeah I I want to say that I I think if we go back to the unreleased and unverifiable tape here, I I was saying I was less worried, but. I I I'm always gonna bet against James Harden, but but yes yes he was he was looking great etc. Yeah, he was looking great. Speaking of bets, Simon, you can bet New York. Yeah, I, I got a hundred free bucks today on uh, just for opening up the FanDuel betting app. This wow. is this is not an advertisement for that, but if you want FanDuel Sportsbook <laughs> in New York, I believe if you just log in. Um, in New York City today, you will get a hundred bucks for free. So I just wanted to mention that straight away because, and by straight away, I do mean eight minutes and eighteen seconds in. Because Simon and I, this episode is largely going to be about bets, betting, 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 betting on them nets. But we have got to, we've got to delve into your angst, Simon, to my angst, my increasing angst, my, um, my sanguine attitude towards the season has taken a rather rather grim turn after we just suffered another beatdown at the hands of the undermanned nets now when they the broadcaster were hammering you know that they were that they were not even the, the whole their whole squad last night in our defense yeah. we didn't have Kyrie or Joe Harris those are pretty, you know, those are two starters. Right. Those are two starters. Sure. So everyone's, everyone's under here. They didn't have here. possible all-star Drew Holiday, but yeah. Well, I mean. Or Con- DiVincenzo. Right. I mean, DiVincenzo, you know, he's the big ragu. I'm not, I'm not, you know, he's not a nothing, but he's, he's not better than Joe Harris, probably. Mm-hmm. So, and I would say Kyrie's better than Drew Holiday. Yeah, even this year, I've heard he's getting some serious All Star buzz. Yeah, but I mean, if Kyrie was playing, it would be there wouldn't be a buzz. He would just be an All Star. <laughs> he already got. I'm sure we'll maybe we'll cover this later. But anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the All Star returns. Uh, so yeah, what, so do you want to start in the mud with the Bucks, or do you want to start in the sky with Kyrie's would... return? <laughs> I would love to start in the mud. All right, let's mind. start in the mud. Our listeners, you deserve a little mud slinging right now. Uh, yeah, we, as we've mentioned, got destroyed by the 
by the Bucks of Milwaukee are Eastern Conference rivals at this point, you might call them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not um, much of a rivalry this year. No, no, no. And as uh, Mike Breen said on the podcast, boy, there are a lot of Milwaukee Bucks fans in Barclays <laughs> Center tonight. They notoriously travel travel well. Right. And then they cut to the crowd and there were like eight to ten Bucks fans in the crowd. But just because just ten of them is all it takes to be heard over all of Nets fans, all of the worst fans on the planet, of which we, of course, number. And this is theoretically, if you're listening this year, a Nets fan, we're not meaning to insult you, but we suck as fans. We suck as fans. Right. And generally speaking, yeah, like like we I said in the text, like. I would say I didn't hear an overwhelming buzz of of Bucks fans. I would say I heard what is one of the quietest arenas you could ever hear. Like you could you could finish your your uh, homework in in that arena. No, no I know. It, yeah, it did. It did have homework vibes. It had. It, it was more a crowd of a spelling bee competition than <laughs> right. than a pitched basketball thing where they're pumping in the jams, where they're celebrities courtside, where everyone's supposed to be amped up. It was just completely flat, completely dead. Uh, there's a story, I guess, the other night when the Knicks beat the Celtics Julius Randall gave a thumbs down to the crowd did you hear about that right Um, because he doesn't like them being down on him when when they're not doing well and then riding with him when they're not it would just be amazing if the Nets fans gave a shit enough to ever get a thumbs down from a guy (laughs) well they sort of booed James Harden in the what was that the Warriors game or the Suns game one of those games they briefly booed him a little bit Remember that when he turned the ball over? Yeah, I mean, I I remember many many moments, uh, particularly in the first half of the buck, this most recent Bucks game, that he certainly warranted a boo. <laughs> well, I'm I'm ha- I'm genuinely happy to hear you say that, William. Um, uh, even though it means that the Nets stink, uh, or but but I am I am glad to to um, to to get some. Uh, to, to be on the same or at least a similar page. Well, before this you game, are. you you sent me one of your fabled Simon Sins of tweets. And <laughs> it was a uh, NBA.com article about the records of good teams versus other good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the Bucks games, the Nets record against other good teams, 0-7. That's yeah. uh, a 0% winning percentage there uh they have somehow outdone themselves once again and they're now oh and eight and uh it's just quite pathetic really i don't know how um we manage to not even sneak out a single victory against one of the good teams simon i know this has you concerned what where are you at right now Deeply concerned. Um, we're a, we were the Owens. We were when we were Owens seven. We were a, mi- a, a negative a net rating of minus fourteen point one. Um, that I think maybe goes down a little bit because last last night we lost by twelve. But but every every write up of that game mentioned somewhere in there that like it was not actually that close. Um, so uh, I I just think that like and it's exactly the opposite as uh, John Schumann who wrote this um, uh, article mentions like that's the exact opposite of how it was last year. I remember we would have tr- we'd be like oh god we can't beat like the I don't know whatever the Pelicans or something but then we'd go out and crush the good teams like we had an incredible record regular season record against good teams. Um, the exact opposite is true this year. We're we're very good. Um, against bad teams, we're pretty damn good against mediocre teams and horrible against even remotely good teams. Because, e- e- like, we're 0 and 8 against the top seven other of uh, the top eight. If you widen that out, nine and ten, we're 0 and 10 because we lost to the Heat and we lost to the um, Grizzlies. Grizzlies. So we have we're almost we're I think five games away from being at the, or four games away from being at the halfway mark and we have no quality wins. That is horrible. That is horrible. We also seem to stink in Barclays Center. 
Oh yeah, right. We're we're five hundred at home, um, at quote unquote home. Um, and... Yeah, we're we're talking about the Bucks home now. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Boy, Milwaukee is out in force tonight in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, did a, did a lot of people travel during peak Omicron to come watch a god awful <laughs> Bucks game in Brooklyn? Definitely not. <laughs> so. And it, and it just it sort of dovetails with our with our with my thing about James Harden, which which again I will admit last week I was like softening on, but my new stance is no more articles about James Harden being back, of which there was a flood of after the the um, Laker and Clipper games. Um, no no more articles. No, more. I don't want to see the tweet where there's the stupid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's like the a James Harden apology form Mm -hmm. and you like tick off a box and you apologize. No more of that. Okay. Because the point of the, the being a superstar does not mean you can beat up on the totally starless Clippers. It means that you can have one good game against a good team, which again, he, he did not do um, last night and he's not certainly not the only reason why they lost, but like if you're going to pick a dominant theme of why we lose these games. It's that James Harden has not been good in, in almost any of them. He was six for 15 last night, one for three from three, uh, seven assists and five turnovers um, and nine rebounds. So like he like, that is who we like beyond Kyrie, who I know we're going to talk about in a bit. Like, he was all, James Harden was always better than Kyrie. We always counted on James Harden being better than than Kyrie and being more important to this team than Kyrie. So to I know there's like sort of a an element, you know, it's like yeah, like you said, no Joe Harris. We don't have Kyrie. Like we've got to get our second best player to be good when we really need him to be good. Simon, I've got another question for you about okay what. What is admittedly not looking good for the Nets? You are a Steve Nash, Steve Nash nut. Nut. Uh huh. Can you explain to me why David Duke Jr. is starting? <laughs> well, I think it's because he's good at rebounding, um, or he's at least better at rebounding than the other forwards we have. James Ooh. Johnson. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah, we could, but they don't usually play James Johnson as a forward. He's usually like a center. But, um, I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, if you look down the line, we got like not a lot of great options here. We've got Bruce Brown. We've got better Bembry. Better. We've got I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Duke was really good in um in the games when it was. Kevin Durant and the and the scrubs like he was incredible uh so yeah I, I'm not I'm not but like I agree with you that like you could you could nitpick around is it David Duke who should be starting is it Bembry is it Bruce Brown but none of that really matters <laughs> like or it shouldn't really to me it's just like or like criticizing Steve Nash or his rotations um you could certainly criticize how many minutes he's making these these poor uh, stars play but like it really to me so clearly boils down to the fact that James Harden is eating shit um particularly in games that matter and like it's just that it, without that getting solved there's there's no hope even with Kyrie I don't think even with Kyrie Yeah cuz Kyrie Kyrie isn't that I mean he's very good but like you want James Harden because you wanted like top ten player James Harden. No, I Maybe. I I agree. I agree. We need a better version of James Harden. Otherwise, we don't. I mean, we need clearly need at least a hundred percent Harden or a hundred percent Kyrie to even begin to think this team has a chance. We're not getting a hundred percent Kyrie for obvious reasons. Yeah. So we're gonna need a hundred percent. Harden at the very minimum. Yeah. Um, but Kyrie has returned. Uh-huh. And I heard old Kirk Goldsberry, a guy you know I, I like quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on uh Brian Windhorse podcast. 
And he had a fun stat regarding Kyrie. Um, so in the, what, how long has he been on this team? This is his fourth season, right, with the Nets? Mm-hmm. Can you guess what percent of the games he's played? No, his third season. Is it his third season? His third season? Sorry. I thought he had, yeah, maybe this is only the third. Yeah, this is the third season. Can you guess what percent of the games he's played? Uh, 40. 43 percent. Forty-three <laughs> yeah. percent. That's rough stuff. I mean, to be fair, that's in KD has, but but um, he was obviously out for an entire year. But yeah. So, what do you think of his return, though? Loved it. Loved loved the return. Um, I mean, there was like one play that I think just epitomizes the difference with Kyrie on the court when he's actually playing. Um, it was. You had the three the three stars out there, and um, I think Patty Mills and Bembry, and <coughs> they doubled the the Pacers doubled um, Harden, and he threw the ball he, he passed it to Bembry. Nobody came off of the other three players, and Bembry had like a wide open lane, and it reminded me of like oh yeah, remember when Bruce Brown was like you know, heating up the league and, you know, people were talking about him on podcasts and stuff. It's because he had a fucking open lane because nobody wanted to, to, to come off of their, the superstars they were guarding. Um, and like, we just haven't seen that this year. So that, that is like, that was like, oh yeah. Like the offense is so much easier. So, so much easier. And imagine Joe Harris out there too. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's a, a pretty formidable team. That is the, that is the thing, obviously, that we've been missing, and the thing that is just you can't replace that uh, with thirty-seven-year-old guys on minimum contract. <laughs> no, exactly. And even like poor Patty Mills, who's who's been struggling of late. Like we like forced him into being like the third best player on this team, which he just shouldn't be. <clears throat> No, he's a, he's at best a sixth man, and um, and, and you know, people are people in the off season were bigging up the Nets off season, right? All these yeah. pickups, the Patty Mills, the Paul Millsaps, the Lamarcus, all these great acquisitions were deeper than everyone, were very scary, but they've also been getting shit on relentlessly during the season because like oh they've got no depth, they're you know they're terrible, but you see. As soon as we have something resembling what this team was supposed to be, how it all begins to fit together, how those guys would be lauded as, you know, the role players that they're supposed to be. But as soon as they have to step up to a bigger role, they clearly cannot. Uh, So now that it's apparent that if this team has a hope of um, the, you know, being the title favorites, uh, they need Kyrie. Do you think this is going to? Do you think they're going to push for him to harder? I don't know to get to get vaccinated. What what, <laughs> think, what can happen here? Here's here's what I think is an, is something to keep an eye on, William. And I and I just want to first caveat this by saying I am not endorsing this. I'm not saying this is an ethical or or uh, morally wise decision, but. People talk about how Kyrie, quote unquote, can't play at Barclays, but it's not as if if he does play at Barclays, like the FBI storms the arena. Everyone has to get down on the ground and, you know, they take Kyrie away in handcuffs. They pay at most a five thousand dollar fine each game and it, it escalates. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real it's not like you face any serious punishment. Um so I again the optics of that are Have you started a ki- have you have you begun a Kickstarter? A the, GoFundMe? <laughs> the the optics to be sure are horrible like you Nets fans may recall there was uh earlier like last year um towards the beginning of the season uh Governor Hochul was like in the arena like touting that 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 the 
I don't know, Barclays was doing something with vaccines or something. Like, this would be very not that. Hochul will not be coming to your arena anytime soon. Yeah. She won't, you... she won't get out a pair of golden scissors. Exactly. To cut exactly. any sort of ribbon. Exactly. There will be. That's exactly right. But I do think that people should know that, like, when it's written, like, there's no way Kyrie could play. Like, yes, he definitely could. Wow. Interesting. Love that. That would be a very fun take. <laughs> it would be naughty to use a term we've uh, we've come to love recently. Yeah, I mean the, the absurdity of the whole like the visiting players can play, he can't play. It's all it's all a mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do you think just from <laughs> call me old fashioned? <laughs> Do you think the guy may get the jab in his arm or is that just, that's just, that ship is sailed. That, that is incredibly quaint. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I hope so, but I really don't think so. I really don't think so. I, I think that Kyrie's energy mm-hmm. is like so firmly rooted in this. Like, like when Bill Simmons talks about like, Oh yeah, you know, this has kind of been building towards this sort of thing. Like to, to me, it, it's, it's like this was made for Kyrie, um, <laughs> like obstinate stance that doesn't make sense, that like throws your team under the bus and like turns you somehow like he's now like kind of like a hero. Like, they, you, you know what I mean? Like not, not an anti. I mean, he is an anti-vex hero, but, I, but by, by this, I mean, like he gets to be the white knight who like races in and is like, here I am, right. even though he's like the third best player. It's like, oh, God, the key to the, you know, it's it's not Kevin Durant who's playing like an MVP. It's Kyrie Irving coming back and playing against the Pacers. Yeah. Um, that's like perfect for him. That That is like. I mean, KD was happy in a way. I've not seen KD happy in a exactly, very long time. Exactly. I know. I know. Because, I mean, Kyrie just has this swagger that that KD really feeds off of and loves and James Harden lacks I think. Yeah. Well, I'm all for your idea now <laughs> of of doing a GoFundMe to raise $5,000 per game. I, like I won't I'll, I'll use the money I would have spent to to uh, attend the game and get concessions. <laughs> to pitch in and if everyone can do that because clearly fans going make no difference to this no team. no 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 um yeah. so instead let's reallocate those resources to a more noble cause <laughs> that of <laughs> flouting state mandates and also public health concerns and um and letting Kyrie free you know yeah I mean, I really here all all choking aside, William. I really do think they're going to give really. We really should visit GoFundMe dot com <laughs> forward slash Simon Freeze Kyrie. Uh, I think in the playoffs you might see some real serious consideration of that. No, it's completely insane. I, I had no idea that I had no idea it was a sl- slap on the wrist. I mean, frankly, why doesn't Kyrie just say? I'll you can take that out instead of just not paying me for those games, right? He's um, making he's losing like four hundred thousand dollars a game or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I mean, and yeah, I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he'd probably make KD pay for it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> so good to have you back. <laughs> Those two have got to quit one another. <laughs> I uh, mean, Kyrie basically, like, Kyrie has done everything he can to destroy that friendship. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm watching the same thing you are. <laughs> um, all right, we got to turn, Simon, to uh, some bets. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this segment, William. This is when I really kick back on the bed. Yeah, so basically, I'm just going to run down the bets that are currently available in your traditional sports book. Obviously, you can get funky, you can parlay, whatever. 
you can get creative here. I'm not trying to inhibit anyone's creativity. Simon, not yours, not uh, our listeners. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you honestly, you have broken my brain today with your Kyrie $5,000 fine thing. Uh, so, you know, um, feel free to do that when you get on the Sportsbook app later, listeners, or, or Simon. So we're just going to run through the vet bets that are available for the Nets, say whether or not we would hammer that bet, maybe hedge that bet, or just full stop, stay away from that right. bet. Uh, so first one, Nets are still, to this day, Simon, the odds-on favorites to win the NBA Finals. Really? At plus 260. Huh. Plus 260. Warriors are plus 460. Bucks are plus 700. Suns are plus 800. Lakers are plus 1300. Uh, where are you on that? Do you think the Nets are still like very clearly the odds-on favorites to win the NBA Finals? No. Um, I would be very interested in that Bucks number. That that Bucks at plus 700. Yes. Well, what do you think? What? How about a Tasty Suns at plus 800? Yeah, I don't. I kind of am. I I don't believe in um, Chris Paul when it when you really get down to it. Okay, okay. Uh, so you think he's the point false god? Yeah, <laughs> I think he's very good in some situations, but yeah, he's he's good at at, at crunch regular season crunch time. Right. Right. Um, I am a stay away on this one. I, I definitely don't think the Nets currently, especially with the uncertainty around Kyrie Irving, are the odds on favorites to win this thing. Plus 260 is just not tasty enough for me to want to want to put my hard earned free hundred dollars on this bet. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, Eastern Conference, Simon, they are at plus 140 to win the Eastern Conference. Now, I'm not sure if that by when the Eastern Conference they men have the best record or actually in the playoffs win it. Would either of those uh, be something you would like the plus 140 odds on? Maybe not really, no. Because I, I think the Bucks are, or sorry, I, I think the, the Bulls are going to win. Uh, really? Conference, you think yeah. they're going to keep it up, huh? Yeah, or if not them, then the Bucks. You're just talking regular season record. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then playoffs again. Your plus one forty is a little scary for you. Yes, that that's not <clears throat> enough. Uh, that's not enough juice. For... Yeah, I'm gonna stay away on that too. Uh, they are a minus four thirty to win the division. Um, it's that's a pretty safe bet. That's a Simon style bet. Uh, the Sixers could theoretically catch up but that seems kind of unlikely. Yeah. Uh, is that bet safe enough for you to recommend yeah. our listeners throw a little coin on that? Yes, I would. You Are you going to? Uh, if you got 100 free bucks today, uh-huh. yeah, would I you would throw a tenner on that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, KD right now, Simon, is running second in the MVP odds. He's a plus 210 behind Steph at plus 135. Uh, is that appealing to you? Can I give you some the odds of the three players right behind him? Give it to me, baby. These, to me, are far more intriguing. Giannis is at plus 900. Uh-huh. Jokic is at plus 1,500. And DeRozan is plus 3,000 with Embiid at plus 4,000. And Embiid is kind of coming on strong as a dark horse candidate. Interesting. Um, is they're winning a lot of games and he is just his totally dominant self again. Um, I will never, I am, I am too wary of Embiid, um, just injury wise. Um, but I do think the thing to me that, that the most, um, yeah, I, I, I am not sure. I guess maybe I, is, yeah, I guess Giannis. Giannis is probably the most interesting of those. At, at plus 900. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to, to to have him at so much more tantalizing odds than KD at plus 210. I mean, that's not great. 
but nine to one on Giannis, who's arguably having a better all around season and his team is now tied. The record is the same as the Nets. Like I know there's some voter fatigue on Giannis after he got two of them, but I could definitely see Giannis, uh, Giannis winning yeah, as, as easily as KD wins it, you know? Right. And he's won, um, a championship now. So the, the sort of fatigue I feel like should go away to, to a, a strong degree. Cause the argument was like, well, you know, he needs to do it in the, the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's, I do think KD should be in this conversation for sure. I think he has a, you know, as good of a case as Steph Curry um, to win it right now, if the season stopped right now. But there's just too much, uh, you know, there's too much uncertainty with the rest of the season to for me to feel good about taking that low of odds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'd like the payoff to be a little more. So next one, Simon, is Rookie of the Year. We've got three more categories here. Rookie of the Year... Cam Thomas is coming in at plus ten thousand. <laughs> you bet a hundred bucks, you win ten thousand dollars if Cam Thomas is rookie of the year. You burning money on that? Um I would bet like five dollars. Sure, just I, like for something to do. Yeah. I I mean I don't think there's any chance he wins rookie of the year. He was great last night. He was like the one bright spot of last night. He yeah, was, he, he had was, some he had some good moments. I mean the, nice the, the fourth quarter was a little rough. Yeah. He missed some you know, some right when we were starting to mount a tiny bit of a comeback, he missed uh-huh. those two threes, which hurt. But yeah, he was he was instant offense when we needed he drove on Giannis, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's he's a bucket, but there's no chance he's winning it. Uh, this I thought we don't. The next one, defensive player of the year, Simon. Mm-hmm. There's not a single net with odds for defensive player of the year, which I think Ouch. is very telling <laughs> <laughs> of this team. Yeah. Um, our team defense. I was going to do a stat station. I'll just bring it up now. The team defense has gone in the hole so some some people like zach Lowe had sort of warned that are up to this point very high top 10 rated defense may be a mirage uh-huh. um, and that there were some underlying indicators that maybe suggested we were getting lucky yeah and in january we have definitely not gotten lucky the uh, Nets have had the 21st best defense, and that was before the Bucks game. Mm. Uh, admittedly, small sample size, but it's not a good trend. I do think that we're probably not as bad as bottom 10, but I would not be shocked if we were not a top 10 defense Me neither. by the end of the season. Me neither. Um, so you can't bet on defensive player of the year. That's a bummer. Maybe if Nick Claxton had played all season, he'd be uh, <laughs> he'd be in that conversation. I think it's a little too soon. Final one, sixth man of the year. You can throw down on Patty Mills, and this one I thought was a bit surprising. Plus ten thousand. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he's started so many damn games now. I don't know what what is the number that you right. I don't know that he qualifies today, but you can assume. You, I mean, you could. You could reasonably expect that maybe he will uh, return to a bench role as Kyrie increasingly plays, as Joe Harris comes back. Um, that would that would qualify him. In which case, I think he's certainly, you know, a plus ten thousand worth of a flyer. Yeah, I agree. That's probably the most intriguing bet on the table that we've talked about. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think he probably puts up the counting numbers to push him over the top over a guy like Hero or something like that who's going to end up averaging 20 points a game. Hero by the way who I just traded in fantasy basketball in a, in a fit of uh irrational rage. <laughs> what was behind? It's my that? second fit of irrational rage where I've traded a much better player for a worse player. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got too too much time on my hands this year, Simon. Yeah, especially this week. This week of isolation. Um, I traded him for um Tyrese Maxey. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I saw that. Yeah. And Tyrese Maxey's good. He's all right. Yeah. I'm just sick of I'm sick of Tyler Hero's field goal percentage and his turnovers. It drives me mm. crazy. He also does basically nothing defensively. Yeah. And you know, I'm a guy who likes a steal or a block every now and again. Right. Yeah, you you got kind of a Thibodeau um well, you, you know, you 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 like your Taj Gibson types. So, uh before we move fully off betting, Simon, is there are are there any bets that you uh would like to make that I didn't mention? Um no. I I will say William Watch out for uh, football season because I'm going to be betting Packers, betting wild. Aren't they the best team right now? Uh, no, if they are in in the whole league, they are in the NFC. In Seth's fantasy football league, I am in the championship this week. Wow! Congrats, yeah. buddy. If I win, I get one hundred fifty. If I lose, I get seventy five. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and I know nothing at all about football um but i have heard <laughs> the packers are quite good i don't have a packer on my team so can't tell you um one player in one position who may or may not be doing well um but well you know aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah no i just mean like i can't tell you from experience oh, of the yeah. one player who right I, I have right on okay my team. Yeah, yeah yeah right they have a great corner <laughs> They, right, exactly. They're DBs not to be trifled with. <laughs> <laughs> they got a good DB. So what what is it about football that's got you juiced to, to bet? Just that you like the Packers and they're going to be in the playoffs, so that's exciting? Exactly. That's exactly right, yeah. Okay. You've instantly figured me out. <laughs> we need them to get bad again so the tickets to the Jets games are cheap. <laughs> uh, are they... There are there are a lot of of uh, dads in New Jersey who deserve some Arita on their jackets. <laughs> that was the sweetest Jets fan you will ever meet. Absolutely, that's probably the one guy in the stadium who wouldn't kick your ass for doing exactly. What you did. No, I was a God was shining on me that day. Yes, God, a God who I hear you're increasingly oh, uh, sympathetic yeah. to. Big man upstairs. <laughs> you fucking coastal elite god hating <laughs> sinner, I call you. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot worse than that. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I say. Matters where, <laughs> right. where you're going to be living in the afterlife. <laughs> exactly. What, yeah, whatever I tell you is going to be a lot better than what you're, you're heading towards. <laughs> <laughs> It feels wow. good knowing that. Yeah, that I will be burning in hell. <laughs> uh, there must be few greater pleasures for you than that. <laughs> for you and your fellow Christians. Oh, yes. <laughs> Man, now I wish you had converted to Judaism in high school. <laughs> less less this. less schadenfreude in my uh <laughs> in in my eventual hell right what? i don't remember the jewish thing you don't no we don't have to talk about it here it's yeah, fine okay um i've got a brief stat station okay uh and then do we do you want to do winter activities yeah yeah Okay, we could probably just cut to the winter activities. You sure? I'm happy to do it. We're only forty-five, less than 45 minutes in. Okay, I'll give you a quick stat station choo-choo trivia question. Hit me. Oh, yeah. Nets have the second best free throw percentage in the NBA. Oh, I didn't know that. Can you guess which team has the best? Uh, I'll say Warriors. The 76ers. Oh, interesting. Go figure, huh? Yeah, that that is surprising. Uh, all right, finally uh, in Stat Station. I know we've been here for a while, so so I got to wrap this up. Um, we continue to be the kings of the mid range, mm-hmm. Simon. Uh, and I found something kind of interesting about this. So we currently score the second most percentage of our points in the mid range, behind Chicago. We get thirteen point two. Chicago gets fourteen point three of their points in the mid range. 
But the really crazy figure is that the Nets are five percentage points better uh, from mid-range than the second best team at mid-range shooting. Wow. So we shoot 49.4% from mid-range, which is absolutely ludicrous. We're almost 50% from (laughs) mid-range. The Suns come in at 44.8, the Bulls at 44, the Sixers at 43. Basically, you know, they're all like clustered down there together. Yeah. Uh, within, you know, a, a, a percentage of each other. We're five percentage points better from the mid-range. Do you think that's all just KD or... or and LaMarcus. And big boy LaMarcus, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, you know, I'm sure it's it's also like that is the shot that's more open. Um, But that's true for every team. Right. So yeah, I, I I guess it has to be those those two because um, that's Harden just really such a that's such a huge difference though. Yeah, and it, I Kyrie would help that I would think because he's a good good uh, mid range shooter. Yeah, no, for sure. Anyway, keep it up, Nets. We're king of the mid range, but really, now Simon. Yeah, it's time for fu and fun. Great, great, great. I'm putting my hair down. Um, all right. So Simon suggested that we, well, why don't you tell people what you suggested, Simon? Well, folks, it's cold as shit out there. There's snow on the ground. Any hopes that we would have a mild winter have been dashed. Um, it's the time of year when you hunker down and you start to think, why do I live in this city? I I never go out. (laughs) And then, you know, it's over by late March and you're fine. But, um, but for now it's, I would describe it as the worst part of the year, um, at least in New York, and it's winter. And I thought, why not think about some fun winter activities we could do with some of our Nets uh, players? Great. Well, I came up with a couple. Great. My first one, Simon, ice fishing. Ooh, great idea. Have you ever been ice fishing? One time with David Swotzi. Oh, my goodness. Where? Um, I don't remember. Not Elephant Butte, but somewhere in Albuquerque, somewhere in oh, New Mexico. Oh, you might pull up a finger over there in the butte. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a severed hand. <laughs> it says drug mule tattooed on it. <laughs> Uh, oh, so anyway, okay. ice fishing, you go out on a frozen lake, you put up a little hut, you carve a hole into the ice, drop a line in, and then you just chill. Yeah. Right? It involves an unbelievable amount of waiting and patience. Uh-huh. But the payoff, Simon, is a delicious fish every once in a while. <laughs> uh, and that, to me, is a lot like uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh-huh. A lot of patience, a lot right. of waiting, a lot of home games. A lot of home games, games, but then occasionally you'll get a delicious tasting fish, maybe maybe a largemouth bass. Mm. (laughs) So it was just you and David Swotze sitting there. And Paul. Oh, okay. okay. He he took the boys out. He took the boys out. Yeah. We couldn't have done that on our own. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. We didn't like ride our bikes to a local pond. (laughs) Okay. Okay. just don't exist in albuquerque right right okay that makes sense uh did, and you caught a fish or i don't remember fish? catching anything okay. um but i yeah i caught a big one simon yeah um great that is a great one who would you do it with who would i go ice fishing with Yes. Oh, I was really just comparing ice fishing to Kyrie, but I guess oh, right. I I'm would sorry. I go with you. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Um, you're, no, my, sorry. you're my buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a person you know that's staring at you. Yeah. Um, so, okay. My, my, um, my first one is Coco with Kyrie. Um, I would love to get um, a delicious hot chocolate, which I've realized I love hot chocolate, mm-hmm. um, piled high with whipped cream. Yeah. And I think uh, you've realized this about 18 times on this show. 
<laughs> I love that cocoa. Um, it is you just, cuckoo you, for cocoa. You, you lick your lips. You take a sip. Mm. Do you do you and, have to lick your lips before the sip? Yeah, because you want to try to. You don't want a dry lip going after a cocoa. Yeah, then it might hurt your mouth more. Um, so, and I just want to sit and talk with Kyrie about the various damage he's done to this team and the way he's managed to not only bring the Nets groveling back to him to please come play whenever he can, uh, but is basically the hero now uh, of this team. Okay. So you're going to have some cocoa, some wet-lipped cocoa. With the wet, hero of the team. Wet lip. There's no limit to how much you can lick your lips, but you gotta lick your you lip. You gotta lick your lip. Uh, this Coco's lip licking good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, my next one is Luminarias. Oh, So sure. Luminaria is a pretty hyper-local tradition. Uh, I think mostly just in New Mexico. You fill a paper bag with sand, and you put a little candle in there, and you light it. So that Simon's Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or the people birthing his Savior, uh, can find their way. Is that right, Simon? I don't want to step on your religious... Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm still reading up. You're fuzzy on the details. Uh, right? I'm still reading up on my faith. <laughs> we have got to have a conversation about this off Mike. Hillary would welcome that. Hillary, yes. How do you think I know this is happening? <laughs> Hillary has sent some genuinely alarmed texts. So I, of course, do not want to impede you on your journey towards the cross, but let's talk offline, okay? <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. You're going to burn in hell, buddy. And I'm going to be laughing all the way to heaven's gates where the winged Gabriel will let me in with open arms. You know a lot more about this stuff than I do. Uh, All right. So anyway, baby Jesus is being led by luminarias. But really, that's only if baby Jesus were being born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Right. Which I I don't care what what version of the Bible you read. He wasn't being born in Albuquerque, no, New Mexico. No. But anyway, the good people of Albuquerque, we put out the luminarias, and they're wonderful. They're 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 beautiful. They're like the reason I would want to go back to Albuquerque for Christmas is to see. Oh, them. really? Yeah, I had no I think, idea you were such a luminaria. I that. think it's a wonderful tradition. I think that they look really nice with the. Uh, architecture of Albuquerque like they work really well with the stucco homes and the uh-huh. sort of low single level homes um, with sort of like on the ground and then you put some on the roof and you put some on the fence and there's like tiers of luminaries anyway I think it's lovely um, but it's something that really you have to be from the place to know about right yeah mm-hmm. and so that to me is sort of like uh, DeAndre Brimbry Okay. You got to be on the ground in Nets Nation, as right. we are, to know or care about the existence of DeAndre Brimbry. Uh, right, absolutely. Uh, your, your casual NBA fan is not going to realize what an instrumentally important role he currently has with the Brooklyn right. Nets. But if you're from there, if you're from Nets Nation, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a great, that's a great one. Um, my second and last, second and final, um, group prayer is (laughs) (laughs) something I I casually do now. Okay. Uh, is, is snow dog sledding with Joe Harris. (laughs) With Jesus. With Jesus. No, he's doing with me with everything I do. But, but uh, no, but um, he. So Joe Harris, I think, mostly looks like a cool Brooklyn hipster. But I think, in the context of if you pulled him out and put him into a place where they do s- snow dog um, 
sledding. I sure, think like if, if you like if a... you dropped him in Nome, Alaska. Exactly. I I I think they would they would uh, you know they might kind of tease him about his haircut that looks kind of like, like you know he might have paid some money for it, but I think they'd mostly accept him. Um, and I think he would be a great leader of snow dogs. Sure. Okay. Uh, have you ever, ever thought you'd like to take part in the Iditarod? I don't know what the Iditarod is. Oh, isn't it that the one, the, the really long dog sled racing? Oh, no, I actually in Alaska. To be honest, William, I have no actual interest in doing dog sledding. Uh, that to me seems very scary and like a big hassle. Yeah, I I agree. It's <laughs> it's deadly. <laughs> I don't I don't care how many lords you pray to. It's it's dangerous. Right. It it, it I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's scary as hell. I don't want a dog race. You're the one who brought it up. Okay. okay. <laughs> With Joe Harris. Right. Yeah. You're, so you're going to be like dog sledding through through uh, Fort Greene or something. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, there's big hills, right, on Fort Greene Park? <laughs> yeah. Make those a, up? No, there's a big hill up to this giant obelisk thing. Right, right. War Memorial. Right. Um. Okay, great. So those are some fun activities we're doing with some nets. Uh, what sort of activities do you think they're actually getting into during the winter? Do you think, do you think uh, the social scene of the NBA has been inhibited at all by recent <laughs> um, test results? Right. Or uh... Cold or cold. That's a good question. You know, I, I suspect there's some flouting of the rules, much as there is uh, throughout the, the country. Yeah. Um, particularly for young, healthy um, men with quite a lot of money and time on their hands. Oh, yeah. What if you were a young, healthy man? Uh-huh. Oh, dream a dream. And you could go out tonight in uh-huh. New York. Where would you go out? Ooh, great question, William. So honestly, I was, so I was watching, uh, it's, a oh, we watched actually an episode of it, I think, but the, the Mindy, the latest Mindy Kaling, Uh, um, girls have sex in college. Yeah. It's, uh, that's almost exactly what it literally is called. It's called the the sex lies of college girls. Right, right, right. So there was a scene in the episode we watched last night where they just like the, there it's, um, a, uh, women's soccer team and they like get very drunk and like part like drunk in the way that like you know you do in college or you know some people in college where like you have like cups and you're you're just kind of like pouring the bottles every which way and you're you know whatever they get very drunk and then they played a mini golf uh that seemed very fun so you'd like to now in 22 degree weather You would like to go play mini golf. Well, uh, you know, you you dress warm. Right. You bring some hot cocoa and it sort of works itself out. Right. Exactly. Okay. Not not where I was expecting that to go. Yeah. It just looks so You're a young man in New York was the premise. You can do anything you want. (laughs) And what you want to do... In the freezing weather, is play mini golf something well, I have never known you to really. Enjoy. Oh, I, I like mini golf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, William, let me ask you, since you're so smart, what would you do? What would I do? Well, if I were young and I had a lot of money in New York, I would uh-huh. probably, I would probably not go to like a club, you know. Yeah, but I would, cause I got a lot of money. I would be like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, you know, pick a shitty place, Finn's Corner. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, you know, I don't want to say like a cool bar like Charlene's or something, cause I don't think that they would do this. But you're, if you call up Finn's Corner and you're like, "Listen, I'm dropping five thousand bucks, right? Like what the average fee for Kyrie not playing a game, 
You know, uh-huh. could, I, instead of instead of letting him play a home game, can I rent out Finn's corner for me and my friends to come hang out tonight? Uh-huh. And no one else gets in, and drinks are you know drinks are on me. Uh, and I would I would rent out Finn's corner, and I would invite every person that I knew, and tell them to invite every person they knew, and I would just probably drink all night in Finn's corner. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fucking great, man. It's I mean you know there's no par. Uh, I, that's something you can get in a mini golf course. Yeah, right. There's no par. There's yeah, no yeah, par. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, I do like filling out a golf cart, but I'd say I, if I were young and rich, I would rather just, I think party to be honest, (laughs) than putt rather party than putt. Uh, all right. Our upcoming schedule, Simon, and I can tell you're doing something very different than whatever we're doing on this podcast right now. What, what have you, where have you gone? Where have I gone? It's been the last couple minutes, so it hasn't been the whole show, (laughs) folks, but just know that in the last couple minutes, Simon's interest has waned, uh, made the telling of me wanting to party a lot more difficult because it just fell on, oh, that's a party, isn't it? Uh, Parties here, isn't it? Sorry, I'm re- downloading and reading a PDF right now. <laughs> William, you are the absolute star of this show, okay? You have you you from start to finish, you have been on fire, okay? <laughs> I come and I go. I'm like James Harden when the going gets tough, I crumble. Right, you check out mentally physically. What, what what could you just let the listener know what are you doing? I was just scrolling through Nets Daily. Oh. So, yeah, I'm trying to stay, you know, hit, but there's just nothing try, good here. Try to read another recap of the Bucks game. <laughs> and then in the fourth quarter, Dayron Sharp got a rebound. <clears throat> I like Dayron Sharp, by the way. Big fan. Anyway, upcoming schedule for your Brooklyn Nets. We got the Spurs tomorrow. Then we fly all the way across the country, play the Blazers. Then we fly to Chicago and play the Bulls. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Then OKC and then the Pelicans. Simon, we're only playing one of the quote-unquote good teams this week. It is the Bulls who have felled us twice. How do you think we fare in this third matchup against our Eastern Conference foes, the Chicago Bulls? I, William, I'm going to end this this you know mostly downtrodden podcast on a on a note of positivity i think we win kyrie will be there barring he gets injured um the next couple days i th- i think we win that game and uh the the shrieks for kyrie to to get vaccinated reach a, a fevered a fevered uh, pitch right meanwhile your gofundme will just be cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> exactly. Could you tell people where that link is again? What's that URL? Uh, it, wait, the, the link to what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. To what? <laughs> Hard to listen when I'm reading. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The link to your GoFundMe that doesn't oh, exist, it's you jackass. backslash Kyrie, Kyrie. Free Kyrie. Um, Simon Freeze Kyrie. Simon Freeze Kyrie. Okay, thank you for. <laughs> I am I I am always so sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but at a certain point we do have to talk to each other. I am researching this. how to save my best friend. <laughs> uh oh, buddy. Looks like you got H-E double hockey sticks in your future. <laughs> He's a good man, Lord, but <laughs> how do I let him know what awaits him? Uh, okay, great. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure t- talking with you, Simon. This is the most, uh, this is the most, you know, socializing I've done really all week. And it's great to hear you. You sound strong. 
thanks, thanks. Yeah, I still got a lingering cough, but uh, otherwise feel pretty darn good. Um, and I hope next week we can uh, see each other IRL. Um, but until then, we will, Simon. Go ahead and see ya. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, this letter I read If you like pina colada